and in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to the Frozzy Shone. I am always your host, and I'm delighted to always be your host, uh, Jason Flynn. And alongside me is my co-host and my dear friend, Enzo Patriarca, because the Frozzy Shone is back. Uh, Enzo, hi. Hi, Jason. How's it going? It's going very well. It's going very well. I'm very excited because as we are recording this, we have just witnessed the return of calcio the return of italian football uh you and i have both just separately watched the coppa italia game the semi-final second leg of the semi-final between juventus and ac milan uh nil all draw bore draw um juve go through on away goals how does it feel enzo to have italian football back after all this time it's great to have italian football back um you know it came back classic Juventus being scums, Merda fashion, reminding us why we love to hate the game. We hate to love the game. It's all the same. But um, I'll, I'll say this. Over the two legs, that was some bullshit, but we won't get into it. I am very happy to have the culture back. It was a very good, like, kind of, you know, mid-season curtain opener with the Coppa Italia games, kind of leading into the Serie A and Serie B seasons to start soon. Yeah, so we're recording this on Friday night. You're hearing this, uh, if you're hearing it as it was released, you're hearing it on Monday. Uh, the 15th of June. Uh, Serie B comes back on Friday night, but Frosinone, our team, this is, of course, sorry, this is the Frosinone, the number one and only English-language podcast dedicated to all things Frosinone Calcio, the best little team in Italy, and dare I say, in the entire world. And we're just delighted to have them back. Frosinone will resume action in the resumption of the Serie B uh, when they travel to Trapani for a game behind closed doors on Saturday, the 20th of june um and syria b and syria a we're back that weekend as well the coppa italia games are warming us up to that obviously we had juve and ac milan tonight tomorrow night as of recording on saturday uh we will have uh, the second leg of napoli versus inter um and so based on first impressions of watching the coppa tonight it's obviously going to be a challenge for all the teams to make sure their players are fit there was a real pre-season feeling are you expecting a pre-season feeling for uh, the resumption of Serie B. Yes, I think I think um, fitness wise, you know, the players in the second division of, of any any uh, league in the world is going to mm. be uh, you know lower fitness than you have in the top flight. And at the minute, you're seeing across Germany, Spain, and Italy, players in the top flight are struggling with fitness. So it will be very. It'll be interesting. It'll be weird. Weird to see, and I think it could be a huge factor in how the league kind of pans out. I agree. Now there's this is a uh, I, I, <laughs> sorry, excuse me, I'm tripping over myself. For any listeners who usually listen to the show, and some of you may be new listeners, you may have heard our interviews with um, Andrea Novakovic. You may have heard our interview with Brandon from BCHD Gaming. You may have heard our interview with John Nellis uh, from the High Wide Handsome Podcast. You may have been listening to our bonus podcast, which we've taken up during this uh, break. Uh, from Italian football, uh, when we followed Borussia Mönchengladbach in the German league, you may be a listener to that show, the Borussia Schöne Mönchen podcast. Whatever you are, whether you were listening before, during, or after all that, you're very welcome. The reason I brought all that, all that up was you will usually note that I kind of speak in a very measured, uh, very controlled, uh, very um, uh, nicely paced way. 
Um, and t- and tonight, as I'm recording this in the night time, I seem a little bit excited, and and it's just I cannot contain myself because this is our first actual regular Frozzy Shone where we have a football game by Frozzy Shone to look for by Frozzy Shone to look forward to. This is our first episode proper uh, that wasn't a quarantine special or a German bonus podcast since episode fourteen on the fourth of March. Enzo, where have these months, these three months since then gone, or these? Two, three months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they disappeared fast. Thankfully, like I, I kind of feel like April was nowhere to be seen. Mm. Um, it's exciting. It's time to kind of get back to it. We we have a promotion campaign to to get back onto. We we've ten games left, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm a bit you know hesitant. It's it's kind of everyone's trying to get the leagues finished just kind of to, just to do it. But I think that you know it, you don't really know what's going to happen. Everyone doesn't seem fit. There's no crowds in the stadium, but I am I'm ready and I'm excited. What about yourself, Jason? Yeah, I think obviously we're starting back the podcast. We we had agreed and as you would have heard, we on the podcast previously, we agreed that um it wasn't appropriate for us to just be coming in every week with episodes when there was no football to talk about. So we we spaced them out and did, you know, bi-weekly um uh quarantine specials where we did, you know, episodes about specific things. And obviously, we want to acknowledge the fact that this has been a very difficult uh, period, last three or four months, um, especially in Italy, especially in in many places around the world, such as, you know, um, Spain was very bad, the UK is very bad, Ireland, as the show is based in Dublin, Ireland, we've had a lot of uh, deaths here as well for the size of our population. So we do want to give our condolences to everyone who has suffered uh, through the coronavirus and and just say we hope everybody out there is okay and is doing all right. but we're delighted to be back to some sort of normality. I think football, for a lot of people, as we often talk about, Enzo, football is more than just a game. It's it's also a kind of cultural uh, gathering point. It's a cultural touchstone, and it does feel like as the leagues resume, in you know, in the UK, in Italy, in in Germany, um, in Spain, not in France because the um, well, it doesn't matter why, but. <laughs> Because the French are <laughs> French cowards. Because they're cowards. Yeah. They were like, "We surrender." Okay, France. Um, but uh, yeah, it does feel like a lot of people have taken a great sense of heart um, in in football returning. You know, it is. It's definitely an optimistic kind of part of uh, the reopening and rebuilding, I guess, of of society. It is exciting. Yeah, it kind of it gives people something to do. If you are still in the house, if you're high risk, if you're older. Or if you just don't want to go out into the world yet, you want to kind of see how things pan out. It's wonderful to kind of just turn on the TV and have have the football back, have a bit of live sport because there's not obviously there was like a lot of uh, channels playing you know old games and stuff like that to to look at and old tournaments being replayed. And I personally have no interest in watching a replay of a historic football match. I just, it just doesn't it doesn't. There's something about it that just doesn't interest me. What what about you, Enzo? Yeah, no, you can't bet on that, Jason. <laughs> the only thing you can bet on is being very bored during it. Um, yeah, no, it's not good. So we've lots to get through. Uh, as you say, Frosinone currently lie in third place in the Serie B table with 10 games to go, 28 games played, 38 games in the season. We are two points uh, behind Crotone. Uh, they're on 49 points. We're on 47 points. Benevento have more or less won the league at this stage. Um, there's 10 games left, and it's going to be quite an exciting run-in. We have an away game at Trapani, 
uh, first of all coming up on Saturday the 20th uh, we beat Trapani 3-0 earlier in the season uh, there was uh, quite a comprehensive victory over Trapani which was exciting it was a real uh, exciting thing at the time I remember and I think it was a Camilo Chano uh, hat-trick Enzo. yeah I think it was a free kick involved mm. it was a good game good performance by us and you're going to hope that we you'd hope Jason that we're going to get back to that we're going to do something like that again I think it's definitely a good game on paper anyway to kind of be returning back to if you want to not get thrown straight into a more difficult matchup yeah Trapani uh, down in the relegation zone anyway although we did have of course a terrible result against uh, Livorno two all draw against Livorno just the second match before we finished and then also a 2-0 loss to Cremonese both of whom were also in the relegation zone so we don't actually have a great recent record against the bottom five teams Um, but we do hope to book that trend and you know um, lash uh, Trapani out of it at the weekend (laughs) and we'll of course bring you all of the news of that as it happens Um, you can follow us at Fuzzy Shone on Twitter or Instagram and we'll give you live updates of the games and then of course we'll talk about the game uh, next week on the show Um, Enzo we did talk about before the break uh, three months ago it seems silly to say like before the break when you're actually talking about like a quarter of a year ago it's like not it's not like a couple of weeks ago but whatever um, there was a couple of injury problems. Uh, club captain Mirko Gori uh, was injured at that time. Since then, he's he's had rumours that he might be going to Greece because he hasn't renewed his contract yet. Um, Camilo Ciano, hat-trick hero at Trapani, was injured. Uh, new signing Matteo Ardemani, Syria A and Syria B journeyman uh, uh, he is. And uh, Luca Paganini as well were all injured. We presume they're all back to full fitness? Tabanelli as well. I think he just about came oh, back. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His ankle was Adam, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot, a long injury list, and you'd hope. I think they're all back fit, mm. um, and you would hope that they're fully fit. They're not partially fit because more injuries could kind of come. the stretcher might might be used a lot oh, if yeah, um, stretcher segment. Yeah, no, we could be in trouble. Like they've seen, you've seen even some of the top players getting injured, so you're, you would be a bit concerned. But it's exciting to kind of. I mean, the break in that sense done, probably done as well that we got some big names back. Yeah, and, and, um, and the biggest name, yeah. I suppose, associated with the club, at, at least at the start of the season, back in August, apart from Alessandro Nesta, of course, our manager, um, was Joel Campbell. Joel Campbell, Costa Rican uh, World Cup star from back in the day and uh, signed by Arsenal on loan. He was at, on loan at Real Betis. He was on loan at uh, Sporting Lisbon. And eventually we signed him on a permanent deal last year. And we loaned him off to uh, to Club Leon in Mexico. And during the COVID outbreak in Mexico, when they suspended their leagues, he went back home to Costa Rica. It's nearby in Central America. And he hasn't returned to Mexico. His loan contract is actually up. So he's in a bit of a, a limbo situation now where he can't go back to Mexico because he doesn't have a contract there at Club Leon anymore. Um, but we don't know quite if it's safe for him to come to Frosinone or indeed if Frosinone have any intention of making him part of the last 10 games. So Joel Campbell is in, is having kind of paid leave at the moment. In uh, Somebody's paying his wages, but he's in Costa Rica and nobody's getting any value out of him. What do you make of that situation? Has anyone ever got any value out of him? Hey, come on. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Come on. Um, come, on. <laughs> come on. No, no. I Honestly, it's, it's a strange situation. I Part of me just would hope like I, I would love i would like i know we, we've spoke about this ourselves but um I, i'd see him back at frozen only i don't think i think he played well enough the season that we uh had him but that was in Serie A. so obviously our team isn't going to perform as well but i think 
he could do a job for us in Serie B, but I understand yeah. why Nesta wouldn't bring him in, um, you know, if he hasn't trained with us, et cetera, et cetera. But I think for 10 games left, you know, five substitutes, potential injuries, if he can play for us, like mm. in terms of the league and contracts, et cetera, I'd take him. I take him as well. I, I just, it's just a case of practicalities. I know a lot of different countries have a lot of different um, uh, quarantine restrictions. You know, maybe I, I don't know how the travel is at the moment in Italy, but in some countries, it's kind of a case of if you arrive, you have to quarantine. You have a fourteen days, this, that, the other. So we'll kind of keep an eye on Joel Campbell's situation uh, as it develops. But there's a few things to talk about, Enzo. As I said, it's been a long time since we've done an actual episode, and I'm not sure people have been yeah. listening to the quarantine episodes and the bonus episodes. Um, so I do want to kind of catch everyone up as to what has happened and kind of just you and I take stock of everything that's gone on in the last three months. Not yeah, in the world. Happened? Obviously, there's been, <laughs> there's been serious um, uh, health uh, issues around the world. There's Obviously, we're in the middle of a, uh, a global a global social movement as well from what's happened in the States and, and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. And um, it is, by the way, of course, the official, for anyone, just in case anyone was wondering, it is the official uh, position of the Frosty Shone that black lives do matter and um, that racism has no place in society or indeed in football. You can see our previous episode, Open Letter, uh, to discuss that further if you're interested. Um, and so I just want to check in with you personally. What's, what's, what's new with you in the last few months? How have you been getting on in quarantine? What happened with you? What happened with me? Um... I've been, yeah, I've been enjoying myself. Um, I've been relaxing. I uh, finished college, recently got my results. So mm. in, there's been like a, between finishing and then getting the results, it was obviously just a big gap. Yeah. Where we were doing our episodes and stuff. So I'm officially, I can say now, as of a few days ago, I think, I can't remember now, um, I'm officially finished. You're officially finished your, your, your master's degree in engineering. Yeah, I finally have a degree. I can, I can depart college and not have to think about it again it's, it's nice well, congratulations thanks jason is it, i don't i don't is think... it everything you dreamed of no <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not like I, I honestly like honestly i'd say halfway through first year i became disillusioned by the whole i was like oh oh no mm. <laughs> that's what this is you know like i i'd say halfway through first year i was like i don't care about graduating already at that point yeah so now we don't know if we'll have one in, in November. I, I assume we will based on how things are going now. But I don't really care. And then to kind of add to that as well, like I'm, I'm prior to coronavirus happening, I would have been like walking back into a job that I had, yeah, which I really liked. And but like now they're they're like I think they're just opened back up recently, so th- I don't know if they're taking people on yet, whatever. So I'm in a bit of a limbo. I have to wait a while. But like, like that that to me is good at the minute. It's a bit of a relaxation period. Um, I'm happy to kind of get back into the football. So yeah, I was planning on um, making a LinkedIn and making like LinkedIn to kind of be more professional. And I was looking at it, and I was like, I just don't like it, you know. Uh, you you feel you feel like you're not necessarily cut out for the professional world. Is that it? Maybe that's you know what I think you've hit it on the head there, Jason. So um, I've decided like I think I think I have a photo of me at a Frosinone game that might become the 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 LinkedIn profile pic to kind of you know just be like I don't really care. But also, this is this is me, the Fuzzy Shoney co-host. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like, and uh, I think there's a feeling a lot of people have where, and I think going back to what we were just talking about with the with the um, coronavirus number one and Black Lives Matter number two, there's something so um, disingenuous and so creepy about like so much of corporate life where it's just like 
at this very difficult time, we, this bank, cares about you. It's like, <laughs> the bank doesn't fucking care about you. You know what I mean? Do you know what I, do you know what I seen today? What? Um, Johnson & Johnson, which is like a biomedical a company. global conglomerate. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're familiar, uh, they've been making Band-Aids for 99 years, right? Right. And, and they just put out a statement maybe yesterday or today saying that they are now going to basically make Band-Aids that aren't just white people's skin color. 99 years. So it's, it's all fucked. It's all fucked. It's I don't just, like any of it. It's just occurred to them that they, the color of their band-aids was meant to match white people. Only. And that it would look, it would it would stick out like a sore thumb on anyone uh, of any kind of a darker shade. Yes. There you go. There you go. I that's, heard that. That's uh, what. Amazon. Sorry, that... Yeah. Amazon were, uh, they have this facial recognition technology they were selling to police oh, departments. Yes, yes. And they said that we're going to stop selling this to police departments for one year, you know. And it's like, uh, okay, so someone in Amazon looked at the numbers and figured this thing's going to be over in a year. I thought they were saying, I, I didn't read it. I just read the headline, a classic Jason joke. Yes. I, thought, I thought they said they were like selling it and they could only use up for a year. So like you couldn't go back further than a year. That's oh, what I thought. No, no, no. They were saying no, we're going to start, one year, we're start we're selling stop. it again in a year's time when you've all forgotten what? about the police abuses. Was that theory. insane? What, what, do you, what do you think about all the statues getting, getting taken down, beheaded, protected? Yeah, good. I like it. Good. I, I don't think statues are good. Because I... I, I, I um, when I wasn't hosting the Fuzzy Shoney, I used to work as a tour guide before the tourism industry was destroyed. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I guess I do this full time. But uh, yeah, I used to have a job in, in tourism. And statues essentially um, just take up space. And it's never interesting. I've never had anybody, like in Dublin, right? I used to be a tour guide in Dublin. And there just isn't a statue of anyone in particular, apart from maybe like, a couple of them like in, in ireland we're kind of blessed because most of our statues that are still up are of people who fought colonialism like you know for irish independence and um, i think it's very different if you're in a colonial country like you're in uh you know belgium or france or the uk or the us um where your your statues are mostly of people whose achievements were based around oppressing other people um mm. But I think what we need is more public space and less statues. So just in, in pure, in pure kind of spatial terms, I don't think statues are a good use of anyone's time. A friend of mine was talking to me recently, and they were talking about statues, and we were saying like it's such an outdated idea. Like the fact that we can we can have like two pack as a hologram, and yet we're still like this statue has to stay here. It should be like a hologram that like is up is in the street. You can change it. And it's just like whoever gets the most retweets that day, they get 24 <laughs> hours of being the stand, just being the hologram. Um, seems outdated. I feel like I feel like the um, the one in Trinity is going to get taken. I think there's people sitting around now waiting to to get to the, you know, the former provost. Um, oh, um, um, yeah. In Trinity College, uh, uh, Salmon. Yeah, Salmon. George so, Salmon. You know, that no women will be in this college ever over yes, my dead body. He was a misogynist. Yes. Now, I enjoy the kind of tradition of women taking photos there at their graduation as a way to kind of say, fuck you. But I still think someone's going to go for that as their big thing. Yeah. Get, rid, get rid of it. I see it coming. Harder to, harder to, um, to this statue is in the front square of Trinity College, Dublin, for anyone who doesn't know. It's a 
former president of the university and them. Um, it's harder to get him down though because he's sitting down, so he's got this low center of gravity. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a yeah, it's harder a large to, movement you know, like a to tall, do that. A tall, kind of lanky statue. You can kind of put the put the rope around his neck and just, just you know, and just by the law of the lever, he'll come down easier. But if you have someone who's kind of stuck, if you were a posture, statue, Jason. Oh, if I was a statue, I'd come down like that. Fast. He was a misogynist, they'll say. So <laughs> it's not comparable. Now, what were we talking about? Oh, yes. So um, we're basically talking about. So you finished college. That's yeah, that good. was sorry. Finished college, disillusioned by the world because I don't really care about it. That's my situation. Jason, what have you been up to? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Look, here's <laughs> here's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> here's the way it is so before this whole coronavirus thing um i was working various things i was working as a tour guide in dublin i was doing stand-up comedy so you may know i'm a erstwhile comedian i do stand-up comedy around dublin i was doing this that and the other you know lots of creative projects and um then coronavirus hit and if there's two industries that were hit harder than corona by coronavirus than tourism and live performance i'd love to hear about them because <laughs> basically my entire uh, way of life was just boom, in one fell swoop just completely um destroyed now i'm uh lucky in ireland we have quite a um a robust response economically to the um to the coronavirus you know there's a there's various wage subsidy schemes and social welfare schemes for anyone who's lost their job in industries that have been affected by coronavirus so i'm not you know luckily i'm not destitute and but uh it's been an interesting time i've had a lot of time to work on stuff that i don't usually have time to work on and i have uh apart from this podcast enzo i have another podcast in development somewhere else at a major in collaboration with a major national radio station here in Ireland, which I cannot talk about for legal reasons. And um, <laughs> I, I've been enjoying, actually, I've been enjoying getting to spend more time on the Frozzy Shone and being able to line up some really good guests. And, you know, uh, that's what I've that's what I've essentially been doing. Um, it's been strange, though. The time has gone much quicker than I expected it to go. Yes, I'd agree with that. It's almost like the time, you know, the thing of like, if you put a gas in a container, it'll expand or contract to fit the container. Yes. Um, it's almost like your your time does that as well. Like there's a whole thing of if you have ages and ages and ages to do something and you get into a routine, it'll fly by. But if you have no time at all, like it just kind of expands and contracts based on how much time you perceive yourself to have. I don't know if that makes sense or it sounds like I'm high. I'm not high. I don't do drugs. I'm not a drug guy. But... I do have this thought of like, um, time is relative to your own perception of it. That makes sense. I think yeah, it's it's been weird. Obviously, the football stopping too, um, didn't help. Yeah, football. I mean, like it's it's strange. I didn't realize it, but like I guess football was. (laughs) This is like almost embarrassing to even admit, but like football was like one of the ways that I marked my time because I was I was doing. I was working in a job that wasn't that wasn't like Monday to Friday nine to five, you know. So like I was working, uh, maybe like six days out of seven, doing like different like stuff here and there, and so I didn't really have much connection to the calendar. And one of the only ways I would ever be able to like mark the passing of a week 
was by football. Like, okay, Fresno and they are playing this Saturday, Fresno are playing this, you know, Sunday or this Champions League, this Tuesday, this that year. And then like football goes and I was like I almost kinda like just floated into like, you know, outer space. Like I just I the the gravity of football, the thing that kept me attached to the ground, attached to the kind of uh business uh schedule just kind of floated away and I found myself a little bit untethered. Yeah, not knowing what what what's going on, what day it is, what what your schedule, you can't can't really plan. Like it, it freed up the weekends for me, which kind of <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh geez. Yeah, you didn't have like that kind of like twelve midday to eight p.m. Saturday and Sunday, like just those eight hours just gone. Booked and busy. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk. Don't don't call me then. I'm busy watching football. You know, I think I think the whole shutting down of everything, the stopping of almost everything. I think it did kind of I think it has given everyone kind of a, a time to just kind of stop and look at everything differently a little bit and then just kind of I guess recalibrate readjust and kind of just plan and plot and yeah I don't know it just made a, a lot of things seem irrelevant and not real not exactly. important yeah I, I think I it's think interesting a lot of people I know myself anyway like it's really given me time to kind of re-examine my life and a lot of the things that I previously thought were important, I no um, longer think are important. Do you know what I mean? And I am not one of those people I'm who innocent, will be yeah. rushing out to try to to try to resume normal life as quickly as possible. I actually think a lot of people, um, for various reasons at the moment, would 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 agree that the life we all knew before this was maybe not as ideal as we thought it was. Yeah, I I seen I'd agree with that. It's like I I was like watching a lot more, like watching the news a lot more, just to see like mm. you know the numbers and what was happening, etc. And yeah, it was obviously there was less to do in the day, so like I think everyone was watching the news more and the big announcements and stuff. But like some of the things I seen, there was so many as we were kind of talking about reopening, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, there was so many people that were like working in their own businesses, etc., and like maybe sixty, seventy, or whatever, and they they almost seemed lost. They were like. I'm so happy to be working again. Like I'm so happy I can open again. I, I wasn't, and it's kind of like looking at that from the outside. It was kind of weird. There was people like in the hardware shops that owned the hardware shop, and they were just so happy to have something to do again. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think a lot of people lost their. I think it's an interesting thing where a lot of people lost their meaning. Like you know, I mean, even the idea yeah. of like, in, and this was a problem, especially in football. Like everyone was kind of like, well, what actually is when you think about it? What is football? Like, is it? is it necessary like you know like is it just an economic activity or do we have to resume it just for financial reasons or should we resume it because it's good or it contains some value apart from its financial value and then throughout society people were saying like if i'm not a footballer if i'm not a hardware store owner if i'm not this that the other what am i you know and i think a lot of people probably were left with um wondering I, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you ever saw the, like the Dark Knight trilogy of movies, Batman movies? <laughs> yes. Batman at one point he's like, uh, he's like, it's not who I am, but what I do that defines me, right? And yeah. yes, I can do a Batman impression. Kind of them. Let's not <laughs> let's not dwell on it. Um, but it's like I think a lot of people were felt that where they were like, I don't know actually like who I am without the things that i usually do you know we're kind of creatures of habit 
yeah, like I, I agree with that, and it's I, f- I feel like in in my uh, quarantine isolation time that I put aside, mm. I, f- I feel like I've kind of changed what I plan on doing. If that makes sense, like I feel like it's just completely changed because like I'm, I guess I'm, I'm at a point now where like I'm finally out of college, so I have like freedom to kind of do what I want to do, and I just feel like. I've changed my mind on like what I thought I wanted to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's giving you a new perspective. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but it's good. I think it's it. So long as it kind of like, if everything kind of begins to get back normal without a second wave, etc., then I think I could obviously, apart from the tragedy and all the bad things that have happened, the economy, all that stuff. I feel like you know it was good. There, there's a lot of positive to come out of of what was kind of, I guess, like a reality say, check. I guess people say like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't like. As soon as you start talking about the positives of it, people say, "Oh, well, like, but this this was bad, and this was bad, and and it's and it's." I I I personally think there's nothing wrong with trying to take a situation and acknowledging the tragedy and acknowledging the, in some cases, depending on what country you're in, the like mismanagement and the unnecessary death that was caused and all that. You can say, "Okay, absolutely, that's mm-hmm. true, and it's sad, and it's terrible, and and we should fully investigate it," but also. Think of the amount of people, like every like, like religious figure, every life coach, every like you know, every fucking huckster with an Instagram account has been saying for years, we need to slow down the rate at which we're living. You know, mm. um, and actually, this is an interesting thing because obviously we're doing an Italian football podcast. I do think in places like in more Americanized places, I'll call them, like you know, in Ireland, in the UK. Uh, in Canada and Australia, like places in the English-speaking world where we're kind of on almost kind of like a British or American-style model. Um, it's all about like, go, 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 do this, do that, productivity, da, 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 you know. And one of the things I've always been jealous of about, say, Southern European culture, like Italy or in Spain, but let's just say Italy, um, it's, 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 it's the idea of, of being able to live in the moment and to and to enjoy the small pleasures of life, you know? And I felt yeah. like bef- if you look at, like, our lives before this lockdown, before the quarantine, before COVID, all that stuff, it was all about who can who can put the most, most points on the board, like, you know, who can um, perform the best week after week, you know? Who's the, who's the Robert Lewandowski? Who's the Cristiano Ronaldo? Like, who's just going... And now... I think we've almost accidentally stumbled upon what people in the Mediterranean have known for millennia, which is you have to allow yourself time to live simply and live slowly and and live happily. Because if you're just going from from one thing to the next thing, bing, bang, bing, bang, you're never going to actually be able to enjoy yourself. I agree with that. Move away from the Ronaldos and Lewandowski's. And kind of, you know, be Pirlo. Be exactly. That's it. I couldn't have put it better myself. Do you want to be Robert Lewandowski or do you want to be Andrea Pirlo? You know, like, mm. what are you chasing? What are you? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I think it's interesting as well. Like, you look at people. Um, we talk about the 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 Messi Ronaldo debate, of course, um, all the time. Um, who's the better player, you know, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo? And I, I think it honestly tells you a lot about a person, which one they, they, they agree is the better one. You know, like for mm. me, like Messi, is he represents 
art, he represents beauty, he represents creativity, and he represents a person being in touch with their natural instincts. Ronaldo represents hard work, grit, productivity, relentlessness, a winning mentality, and it's it's just I'd much rather be a Lionel Messi or a Xavi or an Andrea Pirlo than uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or Robert Lewandowski. I get it. I'd rather be a, put it this way, in Serie B terms, I, I'd rather be a Camilo Chano. Oof. You know, that's who I want to be. <laughs> that's all I want to be. That's all I want to be. I'd rather be a Camilo Chano than a Francesco Caputo or an Alfredo Donnarumma. Oof. Yeah, I've said it. So that, so that's how you done. That's how you've been in uh, in in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and basically that's how I've been in quarantine. Now, so we're doing good. We're, we're doing, doing good. We're doing fine. I think overall we're doing fine. Ends up we've been doing a number of different things with the Fuzzy Show Night while we've been away. Expanding uh, our palette of of what we can do. Yeah, and I'd like to explore some of that stuff here now we've done these teams quarantine special episodes which weren't about the football per se but were about things around the team the first one was uh dnc's jersey where um uh we bought uh, a signed federico dnc jersey frozen on number 10 federico dnc bought his jersey in a charity auction uh, that was i'm still bitter yeah because i bought it and you didn't my my revolute i still can't use my card hmm they're still like that was such a dodgy. <laughs> yeah, still, I'm very upset. Has that, is that hanging up yet? What's the? I haven't. I haven't even got to see it in person yet. No, it's it's in my wardrobe. It's not a hanger in my wardrobe. I haven't okay, got it in the frame good. yet. But uh, that um, was for, uh, donated or that was facilitated by uh, an organization called All Stars for Good, um, run partially by Manuel Yori, the Shitadella captain. Um, so we give a shout out to him. And that was an interesting episode. We we did a lot of stuff. That was kind of our first foray back into Frozzy Shone stuff after um, the initial shock and, and the kind of initial step away from the podcast. And then we did uh, arguably, well, statistically, we did our biggest episode ever next. We talked to our first Frozenone player. We spoke to uh, Frozenone number 18, star striker and a U.S. men's national team uh, star, Andrea Novakovic. We talked to Nova himself. And so, uh, two months, you know, two months on after the Nova interview, can you believe that we actually talked to a Frosinone player? You know, that was that was that was big. You know, Operation Eagle. I think we 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 had planned it out. It was kind of pre premeditated. Premeditated, yeah. No, it, it, that was that was enjoyable. It was very interesting talking to him. We we got insight that we we were we wanted to get. We got some we weren't expecting, like the how you have to live in the region in in the contract that to me that was that was very very interesting it was something i was happy that we got to do had the opportunity to do we thank Novakovic for that and you know it was really enjoyable i think that could be a very important episode even going into the future of what we may or may not do yeah i thought it, i thought it was a great chat and uh, andre is a great uh great guy and and we talked about a number of different things we talked about everything from his loan spell at cheltenham town to the u.s men's national team to uh, the daily Zoom calls that uh, Alessandro Nesta was having with the squad to make sure everyone was training and everyone was practicing. Um, it was really interesting, and it was a great episode. So we thank uh, Andrei Novakovic for that. Then we had an episode 
uh, with um, Brandon from BCHD Gaming. So he's a, a native of Sydney, Australia, but his family is from Frosinone. And uh, he's an Italian-Australian. He has a YouTube channel. He plays FIFA career mode and has like 60,000 subscribers. It's insane. Um, he must be very good at it. Um, and we talked to him. That was a fun episode as well. And it was like almost like the ideal Frozzy Shone episode, talking to a Frozzy fan in a different country who had the experience of being isolated and not being connected to the main Frozzy fan base because he's you know, that was, mainly an English speaker. You know, that was very, I really enjoyed that one for, for two main reasons. One was um, just how he was describing, like how he was following the team and how much of a struggle it was and how difficult it was. Yeah. Um, him just the fact that when we found out because we reached out to him before no one, but he was actually he had been a listener for a few episodes for a few weeks or mm. whoever, however long, a few months. Um, so to kind of hear that that was big when he kind of said, oh, "I found you a few months ago and I've been listening and I really enjoy it." And and the fact that when he, when he described how he came about finding it and how happy he was that he found it like that that was a that, yeah I really that was a really nice episode. He was very enthusiastic, really nice guy uh content creator as well you know frazinone english speaker that yeah perfect that was one of the highlights i think yeah i think we'll ha- i think we'll have brandon uh back on uh for sure to talk about uh, frazinone go maybe in the run it to the final and, and he, games of the season he he had interest in um as, as a lot of people have when they've texted us uh on the trip that we're going to try get going once things resume back to normality yeah we're going to try and make a group trip over to frazzy frazzinone and try and get a a frazzy shone um almost like a little sub fan group uh going over there would be a bit of crack as well uh and then we had we we had an interesting experiment enzo where germany uh the german authority said that they would be resuming the bundesliga sooner than anyone else had even considered starting football we didn't know at this stage if syria a would be cancelled Serie B would be cancelled, if the English Premier League would be cancelled, the Spanish Premier League, nobody knew anything except Germany was going to come back and we said, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here to, to expand our horizons and maybe do a little bonus podcast where we pick a German team and we ended up picking Borussia Mönchengladbach we've been doing episodes released on Thursdays every week since then um, <laughs> to varying kind of uh, receptions and, and to varying levels of enjoyment in ourselves. Enzo, I want to ask you, number one, have you enjoyed the fact that we did the German podcast? Do you re- Number two, do you regret the fact that we started a German podcast? And number three, wh- what for you has been the major differences you noticed between the German Bundesliga and Italian football? I I was very optimistic at the start, I would say. Yeah. Um, The team as well had me excited, but I think like I want I want to I could sit here and shit on German football like could shit on Borussia Mönchengladbach, um. But honestly, I just think that I don't want to say like I regret doing it. Like it, it was definitely an interesting uh, thing that we tried to do. But I just feel like if anything, it kind of just reaffirmed how much me and, and like the two of us enjoy doing the Fuzzy Shoney, enjoy mm-hmm. talking about Fuzzy Shoney because I feel like that's this has always been more natural, more enjoyable, but. It was an interesting thing to do, and we we got to add in a few. Uh, we had a guest as well. Really, like we, we we met people through that, so it was definitely good. Uh, Hunter from the United States, for an example. Um, what have I kind of? I don't know. German football, it, it, it's bizarre. I think obviously, if you don't have that natural uh, rapport with with the team, and you don't follow yeah. it like that, you're not going to enjoy it as much, even if you kind of try to. And I think again, with, with Bayern Munich having it wrapped up almost year in year out it hasn't been as enjoyable and obviously with no fans in the stadium that that's gonna 
add into it. Yeah, so I don't Jeremy know. Yeah, like famous for its fans and the the choreography yeah, so and the stands and all that stuff. I'd say mixed feelings, but I'm happy we did it. I guess. Maybe. Yeah, and we are. We still have, I think, two or three episodes of that German show to go. So look out for that. Yeah, we're going to see it out. We're going to see it out to the end of the season and and throw our full weight behind Borussia Mönchengladbach at least for the end of the season and hope they're hoping to secure a Champions League spot. I thought it's it's been interesting. Like it's like German football is very much um. There's there's actually some similarities I've noticed. Like you know, and um, one thing is that there isn't as much emphasis on defending. You know. That's a big major difference. Like Italian football, especially in Serie B, it's kind of a stereotype. But Italian football is very. We saw it earlier on in the Coppa Italia, um, you know, like very defensively rigid, like nil all draw between Juve and Milan. Um, it's 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 a very defensively. You haven't seen much defending in the German Bundesliga. In fairness, it's been a very high scoring league, but it's it's almost like we we don't whatever whatever the psychological. I don't even know how to describe this. The it's like the atmosphere of German football. As somebody who's more attracted to Italian football or um, sometimes Spanish football, like that kind of like um, more Southern European style of football, I find the German stuff to be kind of a little bit lacking in 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 fire, you know, in passion, in in. There's not as much of a flow. Like uh, it, it it's very formation based, very structured football. It's not as free flowing, I don't think. Yeah, and it's it doesn't feel as unpredictable, um, and it, it, I mean, look, let's face it, it is unpredictable. Like it, it, there has been great games that we've seen, like, but it just doesn't feel in in, in the same way. It doesn't feel as, as quite as emotional. I'll say that it's, it feels a little bit colder. The managers on the sidelines, and by the way, I, I as I say, I, I've worked in in tourism, and I know loads of Germans and. Like there is this whole stereotype of Germans as being very cold and very emotionless, and that's not true. Germans are very warm people in general, in my experience, and and lovely people. But there is this whole thing of there's an almost um business like approach to football, whereas in in Italy, it's it's almost you can hear that there, there's more screaming. It's basically football with more screaming, you know. <laughs> um, so and I'm excited. I'm excited for Frosinone to be back. I'm I'm excited to hear what said. See if we can catch Alessandro Nesta speaking English to any of the the boys. Oh, I'm excited. Oh yeah, because we're going to be able to hear the 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 coaches talking because there's no um, crowd noises. Yeah, is Novakovic being spoken to in English or Italian? Are you? I'm I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested too, and I hope the listeners are interested. Otherwise, it's been a very long forty minutes so far for them. Um, So yeah, we did all these quarantine. Then the last quarantine special we did was uh, we had uh, John Nellis from the High Wide and Handsome podcast on the podcast to talk about um, his uh, podcast and Football Index, which is a product he works on in Footstock. He now is mad into it as well. So basically, uh, the more monetary side of 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 football from a fan point of view and how you can. Uh, take financial advantage of your football knowledge or your supposed football knowledge and that was a really interesting episode as well and so just kind of try and engage with the wider um what do you call it, the wider kind of footballing community yeah there's, there's so many reasons why football is the most watched sport in the world and i think you know gambling is a, is a huge part of it as well there's huge interest in it and mm. um, people that follow specific players not just teams it's it's interesting yeah i enjoyed that one i, I think that's something that um Anyone who usually listens to the podcast, you'll notice that we haven't actually done our like usual um, segments on, on this episode. We're 
we're currently in a bit of a reshuffle, a bit of a redesign of the podcast at the moment, and we're trying to work out what is the best way to uh, to be on, on the podcast. And one of the things we want to do, which we did with John uh, on the podcast recently, was we want to engage with the wider football community and talk to people from all around the world. Ultimately, this podcast was started to try and to try and grow the name of of Frozenone, and, and that's what we want to do. We want to engage with people and make it a bit more free flowing, a bit more conversational and a bit less about the nitty gritty of football. So stay tuned for updates on that. Um, and so apart from the four quarantine specials and apart from the uh, Bundesliga bonus podcast, we also went on, you and I went on as guests on our first podcast. We appeared on the Dugout podcast, which is a sports podcast produced here in Dublin, um, Ireland. How many times can I say the word podcast in a two minute space? Uh, I mm-hmm. hope somebody was counting and playing along at, at home. Um, what was your experience like? Ends up being a guest on a podcast as opposed to being the co-host of a podcast. Um, interesting, I guess. Yeah, it was a good experience. You don't really know what's about to happen next. You're not really in control. Yeah. Um, interesting. That's all I can say. You can't dictate it. Yeah. But I think we do. I think we done well. I think we did well. I think we. So Cameron from the dugout asked us to come on to talk about. Uh, Frosinone and the Frosinone and what we were doing in Syria B and all this. I think we accounted it for ourselves pretty nicely, and um, we thank Cameron for having us on. So we're always, you know, we're always trying to grow. And if anyone out there has a podcast or has a blog or something wants us wants to talk to us about Frosinone, do let us know. Like we're we're it's our mission to grow this club. We are the unofficial. We are the self appointed unofficial English language ambassadors for Frosinone Calcio, and um, to that point, a couple of times Enzo. Uh, over the last few months we've been acknowledged publicly by Frosinone themselves I think um, on Twitter we got a, a retweet from the Frosinone English account yep and just today we were mentioned in the in the Frosinone uh, uh, the official Frosinone Instagram story as well because we were talking about the campaign they've launched uh, in coalition with um, uh, Numancia in Spain uh, they had this thing um, which is essentially uh, Andra Tutto Bene, which means uh, everything will be okay. And they've launched this like collaboration to say everything will be um, everything will be fine. It's two of the hardest hit countries in the world by COVID, um, Italy and Spain. And uh, Andra Tutto Bene. And what's the other one? In Spanish, it's similar. What is it in Spanish? Let me see here. Todo. Todo va ir. Uh, va ir a la uh, bien. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, todo va a ir bien. Yeah, so it's a exciting thing as well. So everything will be okay tonight. Comforting message as well for everybody. Uh, and hopefully I might try pick up. Get on board with that. I might try pick up the shorts. So basically, uh, Frozen only going to have the Spanish version of that on their shorts, and I, I I'm assuming in a few weeks or a month they're going to start selling that, and I might try buy one. So I think that would be nice. cool. That would be very cool. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, it's a nice thing to be able to see the club reaching out to some other people. Like I know they were having this competition of like all the teams that have lions as their um obviously Frosinone will be Ely only the lions, um all the teams that have the lions as their uh what do you call it like emblem emblem have been um, uh, banding together. You know they've they've been you know they've been putting Pescara to the sword. Yeah, and and they're you know yeah no it, that's been a good social media campaign. Frozen only, it's it's fun, uh, especially when there was no football. They've been doing a lot of like esports as well. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, there's like a there's like a virtual league, uh, uh, like a virtual Serie B where they're playing uh, Pez Pro Evolution uh, 2020 as well, which is quite exciting. 
it's you know it's been interesting um apart from so that yeah that's what the club has acknowledged us we we've we've done all those specials um couch was almost back i've been looking at not, not even not even joking i've been looking at um property in frozenone <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking. You've been on the I've been, I've been like, yeah, why don't I just get away from it all, you know? Yeah. Live a nice life. Maybe relocate the Frozzy Shone Studios. Who knows? Who knows? But I'll say this, in, in my in my research we, we, we stumbled across uh, one of the big headlines. Um they're putting in a new speed train and they're adding they're adding well the, the speed train's there, but they're adding Frozinone as a stop. On, on, on what is known as one of these bullet trains, which basically wow. means to go from Termini in Rome to Frosinone was initially an hour and 22 minutes mm-hmm. or an hour and a half. It's now going to be a crisp 41-minute journey. Holy Lord. Yes. So it's, it's expanding the region. It's allowing people to live there and commute to Rome to work. It's also kind of trying to set up to kind of get more people into the region. There's big plans. There's 18 billion dollar billion euro plans to do some urban redevelopment in the region as well. So it's it's exciting times going ahead, and just to see that, like that's especially anytime I go to Italy and I stay in Rome and I want to go up to see a game. Normally it's a day trip. Yeah. But that that's that's made it a half a day trip, and and that for, even for ourselves when when we do go over, that's going to be such a huge factor, and it's it is amazing, very, isn't it? and it runs in I think 18 euro one way. Well, that's, so that's, that's very good i mean compared to like um in in ireland i know we're plagued by very very high train prices so yeah um, it's good to see that stimulus package coming in i, I think we have talked about in previous episodes like the fact that um the the region compared to the actual re, the actual city of rome uh Frosinone, just outside rome is quite like um deprived of resources and of investment so it's good to see that investment coming in and i know there'll be a combination of italian government investment and a lot of eu investment as well so it's good to see that interest and investment in the region and as i say hopefully as you say sorry uh hopefully it will it'll allow us to to see more games because we can we can get up there quicker you know it, it is even i think i think now it's like an hour to go from naples to frosinone because that's also part on on the line yeah so you could even like um because there's flights that go into Naples. Sometimes you can get cheaper flights going to Naples oh, to instead Naples of going, instead of going to, to Rome. Rome. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So sometimes mm. like the flights could be like, you know, 100 euro cheaper. Like it is something that we've done. Like I've done that with my family when we drive. But obviously like, the trains was always like a difficult thing to do. Yeah. But it just makes it a much faster trip. So it, it's just that's super exciting. And that starts Monday the 15th. So when, when this when this episode comes out. Maybe but, um, somebody, maybe somebody will be on the bullet train from Rome to Frosinone, listening to no. this episode on their commute. We've now no. gone over. We've been recording this episode for longer than it would take to get to uh, Frosinone from Rome on the bullet train. So that give you an idea of how just how quick it is. Because I'm sure for anyone listening to this episode, you know this this time we've been recording has just flown, flown by. Um. So, Enzo, I, I don't want to keep everybody for too long. I think we're both excited, as you can hear, to be back. Uh, and I, I want to ask a couple of things just to finish out. Um, one, we're currently two points behind Crotone. Do you think we can, after 10 games left of the season, do you think we will be promoted at the end of this season? I think 
Jason, I think we there's a lot of factors happening at the minute that, that could tie it in. Injuries are going to be a huge thing. Like we've played two games in front of a empty in eight behind closed doors stadiums, and we've only got one point out yeah. of a possible six, and that was against two teams that were in the bottom four. Mm. So that doesn't bode well. But I do think I think we will. I think we're going to get promoted. I think Nesta has kept the boys fit. I hope. I like to think that we're one of the kind of fitter teams in the league, one of the more professional teams. Yeah. You know, you see the likes of Shitadella walking around. I don't think they're going to be up to much when they get back. Um, so, yeah, I, I think causes for optimism. I don't think Crotone are going to hold on to second place. Benevento, they're up. They'll win the league. But I think, honestly, based on what I've seen in the season so far and looking at the teams, I feel like we are, you know, the second like the best team in the league. And I think, yeah, I think I think it's, it's exciting. But one thing, actually, just before... I send it back to you. Um, Italy is talking about potentially um, having some fans in stadiums towards the end of July, potentially. Yes. So if we do see a playoff situation with ourselves, there's we a chance that we'll... in there, 30% occupancy or something in the stadium. Yeah. So there's a chance that we could see that. It, it, it's interesting. Mm. So you think we're What about yourself, closing? Jason? What do you, what, how do you feel? <sighs> I'm just looking at the games we have upcoming. I'm just going to roll just gonna roll them off the tongue real quick to tell you Some who we big have. games. Uh, we are away to Trapani, home to Cittadella, away to Chievo Verona, home to Spezia, away to Empoli, home to Juve Stabia, away to Pescara, and our final game of the season on 24th of June, oh no, sorry, 24th of July, is at home to Benevento, league leaders Benevento. I think given that... That's not the last game, is it? Yeah. No, sorry, it's not. No, no the last no, sorry, game of the sorry, season. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's Benevento, yeah. and then it's on the 26th, it's Crotone, and then Crotone, on the 30th, it's Pisa. Yeah. I misspoke. I got I'll, I'll say this. You know, I'd say this. That Benevento, like the first game we played against them, there was a very dodgy penalty given, and it was 1 0. And I'm still bitter about it, but I don't want to be that guy. But when that game comes around, Benevento will be secured as champions, you'd assume. Yeah. You know, Nest, Nesta, and Zaghi. You know, could there be a favorite on there? Like, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be. You know, but I don't know. I think that could be some. I, I, if I'm in Zaghi and I've done all of what I've done with Nesta throughout my career, and I'm promoted already, and maybe he needs three. He could points. use a three points. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I, honestly, yeah. It's not. Beyond, I know. I don't know. I, it's I, I, not beyond. Uh, it. I tell you this. It wouldn't be the most scandalous thing ever happened in Italian football this year. It wouldn't even be the most scandalous thing this year, Jason. <laughs> Uh, right, so I so, think we're going to get promoted as well. Uh, I just need a quick score prediction for the Trapani game off you. I'm going to give you that, and I'm going to give you one more point after I say that. I think the Trapani game, we're looking at 2-0 Frosinone. Okay, 2-0 Frosinone. And one thing that I'm interested looking at the reset, Jason, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be able to, you will be too. I want to know, basically, I feel like now is the perfect opportunity that we, we may find out. Obviously, there's lots of factors going on, but I feel like we may find out is the poor away record across the league because of the travel to get to the stadiums? Or is it because of the kind of the crowds, the hostile atmospheres? And I feel like we might we might find that out. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Is because we do have a like there is a very low away win ratio for every team in, in uh Syria B. And in Germany they've seen because there's no crowds, the home teams are performing uh poorly, relatively speaking. Um yeah, I think it's, this is some very good controlled uh, testing. This is essentially a controlled experiment we're about to enter into to, to try and work out the, the cause behind the poor away record of most teams in Serie B. 
and when we get promoted to Serie A, will the the bullet train help us to uh, pick up better results in in Rome and Naples? Hmm. We we await with bated breath to see if that indeed does happen. Can you give me a score prediction for Trapani? You know, I had two 0 I said it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Two 0 Sorry. Uh, I have to give you one. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. Can say, I have one? I'm gonna say nil all. Nil all, Jason. It's Trapani. I know. I know. Jason, think about our our demand. He's gonna get a, a run out. No, I just don't. I just. Nah, you, you've you've lost the block. I've there's been, not a chance. I've For been, me, there's no chance. You think there's no nil. chance that we that we have a nil all draw? No chance. What about Milan and Juve today? That was different. There was a red card, and and, and Trapani are very bad. All right. Okay. I'm still. I'm sticking with the nil all. Well, but we'll, we'll see. see we'll see next time what happens. Um, I think that's everything we have to say. Uh, on the on the show today, Enzo. Yeah. Just. But, you know, welcome back. I'm, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited for Serie B to be starting up again. Yeah. And, yeah, we have a very, very, very big end to the season to come, and we might have a few things planned for that too. A few little a few little bits and bobs here and there. We're not just going to have, you know, we're not just going to be doing same old, same old for the rest of the season. We could have a couple of guests on. We could have a couple of special episodes on as well. So do uh, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you can follow the Fuzzy Shone on Instagram and on Twitter, at Fuzzy Shone. Um, you can find me on uh, on Instagram at Jason Flynn doing it. Um, you can find Enzo at Enzo.gap. Enzo, what's your Twitter? I'm, I'm changing my Twitter, so I'm not going to say that now. I think by the time it's, this gets released, I'll have a new Twitter handle. So I'll mm-hmm. save that for the next one. But you can follow Fuzzy Shone mm-hmm. on Twitter anyway. And you can find us both yes. uh, from there. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. We hope everybody's okay. And in the spirit of of, of Frosinone, usually I say, usually I say Forza Frosinone. But in the spirit of Frosinone and the new link up with uh, CD Numancia, no. instead of going to say Forza Frosinone, I'm going to say thank you very much for listening. I hope everybody's okay. I'm excited for the end of Serie B. Enzo, thank you. Thank you. And um, we'll see you next week. Andrà tutto bene. Thank you.